The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. The 2-0. In the air, out towards left center field. That one on its way, and that one is gone. And Yelich with a leadoff homer, and the Brewers strike first. 17th of the season, it's 1-0. Bounce, Swanson, the throw is offline and it kicks away. Freelich's going to get up and race to third. Heading to second is Adamas. So a defensive miscue by Swanson, the error. And now two are in scoring position. And he drills one, left field. That one is back and forget it. Deep into the bleachers and gone. Canna, two-run homer. And the Brewers have jumped out 4 nothing. Did not like on Marquee Sports Network last night. Boog Shambi, his call was fine. JD <laughs> was fine. The uh, the action was not fine. Not fine. It was uh, it was it's not unusually, what I expected. It was unusually sloppy defensively by them as well. Yeah, it was a surprise because they've battled all year and they've been scrappy and they've come back. It was an unusually listless performance yeah. where they just... From the jump, they they got beat, and they weren't really in it, and it, they didn't make much noise. The, the crowd wasn't in it because they were taken out immediately. They didn't get guys on base the way and move. You know, like, it just didn't feel like a recent Cubs game in any way. Exactly. Shape. So I give the but I give the Brewers a lot of credit because they're pitching well, they're playing defense exceptionally well, and they're doing something now that they weren't doing earlier in the season. That's scoring runs. Yeah, like they were dead last, I think, in the first half of the season in the National League, scoring four runs per game. And now since the I, I think the All Star break, I think they're scoring over five runs a game, which has vaulted them. Obviously, to the front of the pack in the NL Central. Yeah, they've won nine in a row right now. Um, and the Cubs are five out. And if they want to make a run here in the uh, Central, they've got to win these next two. Or uh, they'll be focused on the wild card. There's still time. Uh, a couple of stories here before we bring in Jesse Rogers. Um, first of all, the Bears did make their cut down today. Um, no real big surprises right now. Travis Gibson was cut. Kendall Vildor was cut. Um, but the the Bears currently stand with two quarterbacks. Peterman was was released. Yep. Um, but they kept their running backs, all four running backs, and one fullback. And uh, that's where they stand right now. They may make a, another release or two based on who who they try to claim on the waiver wire. So we'll keep our eyes there. Peggy Kaczynski had the story earlier, and I saw. Also, um, Sports Mockery had this earlier. Let me uh, let me grab so I could read it directly from Peggy's Twitter account and what what she tweeted here regarding the the thing on the South Side from Saturday in the shooting. She wrote, "As I reported on ESPN 1000 just now, and this was during the Carmen and Yurko show, the shooting at Guaranteed Rate Field during a White Sox game was indeed an accidental discharge." By one of the women grazed by the bullet, she reportedly snuck in the gun past metal detectors, hiding it in the folds of her belly fat. So that's one. I mean, listen, there's been a lot of unusual stories coming out of White Sox baseball this year that 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 tops all of it. So, uh, Jesse, I know we'll. I'm sure want to comment on that. 
But the the breaking story within the last half hour was what Jeff Passan reported from the Angels. And that is that they released a handful of their players, three of them being pitchers, who will now go through waivers and then be able to be claimed for free, uh, only having to be paid their salary. Two of them former White Sox players that were dealt the trade deadline to the Anaheim Angels, Lucas Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez, and Matt Moore, who is one of their best relievers. When he's not helping run Chicago Cut as a co-owner. Yeah, not that Matty Moore. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, longtime pitcher Matt Moore. I got you. Um, and I think the Cubs have been interested in him throughout the year, um, throughout the years. Um, Jesse can come in on that. But there were five players all together. But the pitchers, I believe, are the ones the Cubs could be interested in. I got to check in with Jesse on where they stand in the luxury tax and everything like that. All they would have to do is pay the salary. It goes in descending order with record um, on the waiver claims. Let's bring in Jesse Rogers right now, who is brought to you by your local Chicagoland Toyota dealers. Toyota, let's go places. Uh, Jesse, do you believe the Cubs will have an interest in any of the three as far as making a claim? Uh, the answer is yes. I think they'd probably have interest in all three, to be honest. Um, they're patchworking their starting staff right now, even though Wicks look good and Assad look good. You could use Giolito. You could use a live arm like Ronaldo Lopez, though I'd pitch him in the middle innings for sure. They don't really have a lefty in the bullpen. They called up Anthony Kay today, uh, but he won't be here too long. He's here because Quas is on the bereavement list. So Matt Moore would fit as a veteran. Absolutely. The most interesting thing, and you guys kind of documented it, is, you know, it goes in reverse order, right? And the order won't be set until Thursday morning. So if you do lose a couple games to the Brewers and San Francisco passes you and Arizona passes you, there's at least some benefit. You get to pick these claims before those guys do. Now, if you win the next two, they'll pick before you. Right now, they're ahead of Arizona only by a half game, ahead of San Francisco by a game. I think those two with Cincinnati um, and maybe Boston and the American League are the only teams ahead of the Cubs that would make any claims, right? It's not like the Padres are going to claim these guys. So there's competition there, but it could change because of results the next two days. It's fascinating. Jess, this is A, unconventional, right? And B, will this chap some baseball asses that the Angels have done this because it isn't a conventional move? I don't know the answer to that, but you're right about it being unconventional. It's, it, it's, it's a pretty seismic thing to do this late in the season, but um, it's not unheard of. I, I can't remember the last team, but this idea that you sort of go for it, things don't work out, and then you release some guys or put them on waivers, and that's exactly what the Angels did. They went for it. It's not working out. They're going to dump some salary. They might be able to get under the luxury tax, in fact, if, if all these guys get claimed. Now, if they don't get claimed, Angels have to pay the salary, and, and it goes against them, but a bunch of them will certainly get claimed. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if other teams be mad because everyone has their own thing and it's just it's part of the game and you can't make trades. And there's there's no, uh, you know, remember, they eliminated the second trade deadline. So this is the way to dump some salary. So I, I, I don't know if other teams are mad, but you have every right to get under the tax if you can do it after going for it and not making it. You know, there's another player who's, uh, I think, getting put on waivers too. Eric Boland, who is a Yankees beat writer is reporting, too, that the Yankees have put center fielder Harrison Bader on waivers. He's the former Cardinal. So, like, another... They also got rid of Josh Donaldson as well. well yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. So, 
you see, you see what these teams are doing. They're just trying to dump salary wherever they can, especially these teams that have high payrolls and had crappy seasons. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, a bunch of these guys are going to get picked up for sure. It, it, yeah, it, it's it, it's crazy times, Jesse. What about the Cubs' salary situation with the luxury tax? Would any of these claims uh, mess with that? I don't think so. Now, if they got three guys, I think the answer would be yes. If they just got Giolito, if they just got one of them, I don't believe so. There's bonuses, like Bellinger has some bonuses, and, and even maybe even Smiley, some things. So it's hard to tell exactly, but I think they're about $5 million under, and so one addition won't push, push them over. Multiple will. Tom Ricketts is not far from me. I could go ask him if he's willing to pay the tax to pick up Matt Moore right now. But I think they'll be okay. Um, Do it right now. Go. Go. Go, yeah, ask, go. go ask. We'll, uh, we'll he, listen. He, 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 go. Go. He, Do it. He's, enter, he's entertaining some people. I'm not going oh. to interrupt. Wow. Um, so uh, I don't. I think they'll be okay, especially if they only get one. Uh, I mean, you could put in a claim for like three, and if you if no one ahead of you takes them, you get all three. But you immediately have to open up three spots on your 40-man roster. And obviously, you have to pick up all the salary. I can't imagine any team gets all three, but we'll see. Yeah, that's the interesting part, too, right? You have to open three spots up on your 40-man roster. Yes, and I can't remember if the Cubs are at like 38, 39. I don't think they're at 40. I think they might be at 38 with the addition of Jordan Wicks. So they do have a couple spots open, and they can always open a couple spots. Um, You know, they... For example, move Stroman to the 60-day. That actually opens a spot on your 40-man. So there's maneuvering to do. But I can't imagine they're going to get multiple players. Now, again, if they lose a couple games and drop below these teams, they'll get first dibs of of the contenders, um, and they can get anybody they want. So, again, it's just really some bonus. If you do lose to the Brewers, and same thing with the Giants or Reds or whoever – They'll get first claim, and it, it's set on Thursday morning, so after tomorrow's games. What do you think their preference would be? It's Matt Moore number one, right? I think so, but I wouldn't put it past them to, to, to get a hold of Giolito and throw him into the pitch lab and try to get five good week, four, four good weeks out of him. It is, again, a Javier Saad's first go-around here. Justin Steele's at a way at a you know uh, innings max, not that he can't set a new max, but you know, there's just so many question marks in that starting staff. I, I don't know if I'd say more over Giolito or Giolito over more, but I think they're maybe equal, if anything. Now, Giolito hasn't been great with the Angels, but we know it's in him, and who knows? So I, I might put him ahead just because of some of the question marks. Tyon struggles last night again, so I don't know. I think he might be number one on the list. Just there was an update on Stroman today. It sounds like he is getting better, but this doesn't change really long-term how <laughs> How available he may be, correct? No, I mean, when you talk about light activity, that's not even necessarily baseball activity. He's not right. throwing a ball. I mean, it's just like, yeah, he's a week better than he was a week ago, but not close to pitching. And, you know, they're about to enter September. I, I don't think they're counting on him. I really don't. Um, maybe playoffs, maybe. But it would take a few weeks to ramp up, and, and I don't. I think he's at least a few weeks away from doing that. Just last night was kind of an odd night on the on the North side because this team had been so playing so well, and and so have the Brewers. Obviously, they've now won nine in a row. But you saw some uncharacteristic errors. They seemed a little bit flat. How did you evaluate what you saw last night? Yeah, I started to ask Swanson exactly that. I I, I think I started the line. With, the, the question was, it didn't seem like you put your best foot. And he cut me off. And he's like, you're exactly right. We didn't. My error, I should have made that play. Horner should have made that play. You know, it, it, those once in a while, that's going to happen, right? It, it, it's Jamison Tyon's inability to pitch around that. Like, I'm not blaming Swanson or Horner. They're going to win the gold glove. 
But Jamison Tyon throwing 95 miles straight fastballs down the middle, down 2-0 in the count to not just one hitter, but two hitters in the first inning. They're hit out just inexcusable. It's inexcusable. And, look, he's got to get better really quick because right now he's kind of like their number two or number three unless you're going to move Assad up. And maybe Assad is kind of that guy. Who knows? But, yeah, that, that, that has to change in a, in a, in, in a fast manner. So I, I put it mostly on Tyon. Granted, those errors didn't help. But, look, that's going to happen once in a while. I just, you know, you got to pitch better than that. This also, uh, and I know this is off of what, what you were just talking about. You were more focused back on the game. But Ken Rosenthal also tweeted this, and we mentioned Harrison Bader. Ken Rosenthal said other players currently on waivers. Uh, he mentions Harrison Bader. The White Sox have put Mike Clevenger on waivers. Um, uh, right-handed pitcher Carlos Carrasco from the Mets. Tigers pitcher Jose Cisneros. Um, and then and then there's that. But that's Clevenger's actually been throwing the ball well yes. recently. Uh, uh, well, that is interesting because there's a mutual option on him for next year. And, look, he's not going to win the Cy Young, but he has been better than anyone would have thought. And they don't have a lot of arms, you know, veteran arms for next year. So they're willing to say goodbye to, to Clevenger is interesting because who the heck is going to pitch on the south side next year? I know guys like Jesse Schultons are getting a tryout, but that that is interesting because I would have thought that maybe they would have kept him. He's been fine. He, he I, I would have no problem bringing back Clevenger next year. So that's weird. That is it, interesting. It, 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 I wonder how many teams will have an appetite for him based on some of the stuff that was reported earlier before the season I, I, began. I, I don't want him in the Cubs clubhouse. Yeah. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't want him. I, I, can, I hear you on that. He has been decent, though, I, you know, on the mound and off. He is, of all the problems in that clubhouse, um, he's not number one. In fact, I heard a couple stories that he was good at pumping up Yohan Mankata and some other guys that, that probably needed some pumping up. So I don't know if I want him or don't want him, but I will say he has surprised me. been really good citizen this year uh, and pretty good on the mound. But I hear you. Look, you, you don't want to rock the boat, and he has, he has some skeletons there for sure. But I'm, it's interesting, though, if he gets picked up, you know, the, the team picking him up can just turn down the mutual option on their part. So you only get him for four weeks. I think he could be good for four weeks for you. Uh, Jesse, uh, Bob Nightingale had an interesting interview with Scott Boris, a guy that you talk to a lot, a guy that we have talked to you a lot about regarding Bellinger. Um, are you starting to think that it's going to cost the Cubs well more than the 210 that I put out there earlier, seven years, $210 million? Yeah, I talked to Boris also uh, about a week ago when I was writing about Bellinger. And, um, you know, he's definitely licking his chops. He keeps telling me about his age and the five tools and the first base and the center field. I, I, the answer is yes. I, 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 I'm thinking it might be more because he is so good at going to owners and, and getting them to bid against themselves. I mean, look what he got for Chris Bryant, right? Nobody was bidding that high. Look what he's gotten for his clients over the years. And, and, Left-handed sluggers, like I've told you a million times, are so important to this game. I could see the Yankees especially going to the max for him and it being, yes, more than 210, maybe 220, 230, if they truly believe in him. He has been outstanding. And you can't just look at the numbers. You have to watch the guy, especially against left-handed pitching. Like some people might say, well, his exit velocity is not great. You know why? Because against lefties, he's just trying to poke the ball into left field at times like we've seen. That's why he's hitting 344 against them. He's not trying to hit a home run every time up there. So I think it's real. I think it's he's back, and I think he will get that 210, 220, whatever that number is. And I think Boris goes right to ownership for that 
And I don't know about the uh, Cubs. I'm just not sure. I mean, mm. I think they'll be in it, but I don't know. You never know. I think they'll be in on Otani, but they, they have never shown – they haven't really shown the ability to go to the max when needed. Um, maybe they did with Hayward. I don't know. But, you know, like, in the last few years, I think this is the time to go to the max for a guy like Otani or Bellinger. It, 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 will, it remains to be seen if they will. Uh, anything else on the Cubs before we go uh, across town? Well, uh, September 1st is this Friday, so it's PCA watch at that point. And with Talkman struggling, I think there's a good chance he's coming up here. And not necessarily to play every day, though he will get some at-bats and some starts. But, look, at the end of the game, at the very least, you put Bellinger in first, uh, uh, PCA in center. And you know, think about that defense around the infield and outfield. So um, that's the next thing to watch. Does PCA uh, get called up probably a year early, to be honest, but he's raking Great at double A. I mean, he's just been amazing. So I think that's the next thing on the radar for the Cubs besides these waiver claims. And if he looks the part, you you, you play it. You keep playing him, and uh, maybe you play him a little more. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think it's going to hurt his development bringing him up in a pennant race. No. It's only going to help, even if he sits a bunch. Like who cares? He's had five months of at bats. He's been healthy. Yeah, so I think it's it's more likely than not he comes up. Maybe if it's not September 1st, sometime in September. It's something they did very well in 15 and 16 with a lot of their young guys, implementing the young guys. And once they showed that they could handle it, they played them more and more and more. Um, with the White Sox stuff in this portion of Waddle and Selby, brought to you by our great friends and partners at Steinhoffels. Don't miss their grand opening coming up at the new Harwood Heights store uh, on August 31st. Uh, I want to ask you uh, uh, about the Chris Getz report. As yeah. you, this is what you you told us too. When Nightingale had this, your sourcing was that it's probably going to be Getz. Is is that what you're hearing too? Is this just in, in a matter of time before they officially announce this? And not much time. Um, I'd be surprised if it's not by the end of the week. Probably on Thursday, the off day. Um, the team's home on Friday. Yeah, it's 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 happening. Don't know all the particulars, but yeah, it, it looks like it's going to be gets a show. And the big question is when they do announce and have a press conference, is does Jerry Reinsdorf take questions? Does he even appear at the press conference? It's really strange to announce a hiring and not have the person that hired him there, right? It, it, it just doesn't happen. But we know Jerry, he hasn't done a presser in years, and it'll be a question mark if he's even there. So we'll find out. I'm not saying for sure it's Thursday, but it's, it's likely by the end of the week. Jess, what's the feeling around the baseball universe? Like the, the, the guys you hang out with, the, you know, the, the people sure. that know all the information. Is there a sense that, that Jerry really will and can sell this team? Or is that just a, you know, a, a, a something that White Sox fans shouldn't set their sights on? I, I think everyone thinks it's going to happen at some point in the near future you know what I'm getting at, right? I mean, Jerry's getting up there in age. If it's not going to happen right now, then certainly, you know, uh, possibly when he passes away. So it's, it's, it's one of those deals. I hate to say it that way, but, you know, that's, you ask me what people feel like. Right. It, it will be sold in, in, within the next half decade, a decade, whatever the number is. Yes. Now the question is how immediate is that? I, I don't think it's immediate. I don't think it's immediate. So there's no rumblings um, that, that no. you know, they're looking to put this thing on the market sooner rather than later. No, there isn't. And I talk to league people. They would know, right? Yeah. Um, there, There's none. But, look, that can change in a day. He can make a call to the league and say, I'm, I've decided to do this. But nothing behind the scenes to indicate that is imminent. Um, but everyone assumes it's going to happen within a half decade or a decade or whatever the number is. Yeah. Hmm. I, I like, I like, what does Get say on 
Or like, how do they spin it where they haven't been able to develop or draft and he's been in charge of that? How is he going to be able to run the team? Oh, I don't think there's any doubt there's going to be some direct and tough questions, starting with you just worked under two guys that failed at a rebuild. How are you going to go about things differently because you were part of that? Right. And like I've told you guys before, he might say, well, I have some of my own ideas I've never been able to implement. You know, he'll be respectful, of course, of Rick and Kenny, but I'm sure that's what he'll say. We're going to do. We're going to try this because we didn't do it before. Or I learned from the mistakes that the last regime made or something like that. It's a it's a fine line for him to walk. There's no doubt about it. Like Pedro, um, he's going to talk to you about a system that he's going to put in place. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. It's a system. Because, as I was saying, like if Rick and Kenny stayed on, there'd be so much baggage. It would just be so hard for them to, for them to move forward. It's it's kind of similar here, not the same because he wasn't in charge. But Rick, uh, uh, Chris is going to have to address the baggage of the last regime, the last rebuild. If he's good at it, he'll be able to toss it aside and say the right things and maybe garner some optimism from fans. But but look, he's got to answer that because it's a weird situation to promote a guy in a failed regime. Basically, so, Tommy, you said it to me last time I was on uh, failing upwards. That's that's basically it. Yeah, that, I mean, I guarantee you, somebody's going to ask him directly. Like, wh- why do you think you a deserve this job, and b what are you going to do differently that's going to net you different results? I mean, yeah, those questions ways, are going to be the, asked. The answer, yeah, and the answers will, you know, if he's honest, will probably conflict with what Rick and Kenny had to do. Like, he'll probably try to be respectful, but in, if he's if he's going to be completely honest he's going to have to push back on some of the things that went on in his, in his own way. So, yeah, I'll, if it's Thursday, I'll, I'll definitely be there and, and uh, hopefully be asking some of those questions. Yeah, uh, it, 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 it's something because, Jesse, this, this organization has tried, the people in the marketing department has tried to, to get them out of that area where they have been fighting so hard for fans and everything um, and, and their brand. And yeah. I, I fear that the White Sox right now are probably at their lowest point that they've been in the last 20 to 25 years. Right oh, now. I don't think there's any doubt when you add uh, the shooting on Friday. Just add yeah. it all up, and it's got to be the worst year in the, may, maybe since the Black Sox scandal, to be honest. This, I mean, that's yeah, this bad. is their low point. Yeah. It is. It is. So time for a reset. We'll see. I mean, at least he did the one thing. He did move on from the front office. That just, he just couldn't go back to those guys. To so the we'll same old, this... same old, though. That's the problem. Yeah, right, right. No so. doubt about it. No doubt. All right, Jesse. Good Thanks, stuff. Jess. Wait, I had one more, one more for we, you. We one got more. 20 so, seconds. 20, 20 seconds. Northern Illinois, my alma mater, is playing BC this Saturday. Southern Illinois next Saturday. Oh, yeah. We've got to get a couple bets. I'm going to Boston College this Saturday on the way to Bristol for baseball tonight. So I will be in attendance. At Tommy Waddle, the house that Tommy Waddle built. Amen. And then, and then Northern's going to take down Southern. I'm going to be 2 well, 0. I'm, I'm going to that yeah. game, Jesse, with the kids. You're going to be 0 so. 2. Right, You're going to be 0 go. 2 with a big, big frown on your face. One of, one of, one of us is buying dinner, and it's going to be Waddle. He's got the most. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Jesse. Jesse Rogers brought to you by your local Chicago Land Toyota dealers. Thank you to him and Barstool Big Cat. Thank you to Jeff Meller and Tyler Aki. For Waddle, I'm Sylvie. We've got Sox and Orioles coming up next. CSPN 1000, have yourself a great Tuesday night. It's the classic! I am really excited. That was a, that was a big thrill. Hi, it's Andre Dawson, including myself, Ed Belfort. Who's getting wild tonight? That's what I'm talking about, baby. No, hi from you. What? No high from you. I'd give him more buys than highs. Waddle, waddle, waddle.
then he waddled away, he waddle, waddle, till the very next day. Bum, 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 bum. And thank you to all and to all a good night. I just want to say thank you all, and as always, f- everybody else. I love y'all. Feeling the heat? High-energy bills? My friends at Window Nation can help. Get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung, and sliders. Plus, pay nothing for two full years. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com.